Good morning. That was a good worship. Very good. So we were getting ready for service of the worship here, and then we had a little technical problem. And one of the guitars was not working. And then we just realized that it was not on. Our connection was good. The, yes. But we didn't have the But uh, well, a lot of times, and then that was the word of knowledge that came, was like a lot of times we complicate things. And we do not, we make everything harder than it actually is. Are you trying to say something to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that the Lord was speaking to me. <laughs> you know, so I want to I wanna really bless this for us this morning. Because I'm going to tell you something that's true. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. All the works that had to be accomplished are accomplished. There's nothing, not, not a new message, nothing else to be spoken, nothing else to be created. Everything has been created actually before the foundation of the world. It says that he was the lamb slain for the salvation of the world before the foundation. So it was all done Always done. And I want to bless us with this really because it, the Lord was speaking to me so much this week. It's all done. You are perfect. In the eyes of the Lord, you are perfect. You have been created. And Romans 8 talks about you have been destined to be conformed to the Son. And we struggle and we try so hard in the flesh. We try so hard with our brains. We try so hard to feel accepted, to feel loved. And you think, if I do this, God's going to like me a little more. And that's religion. And that's like for 2,000 years or more, that has been the struggle that we have been under. And I, 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 I want to believe that one day we're going to crack this open yeah. in our hearts and in our minds and we're going to accept. You are accepted in the beloved. You have to repeat that to yourself. You are accepted in the beloved. But I'm going to have to come back to this verse later. But bear with me, okay? I've been reading Ephesians over and over and over again. And I heard somebody saying that Ephesians, you should memorize chapter 2 of Ephesians. <laughs> and I'm going to read this chapter, but this is one verse from Ephesians 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. 
It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. The whole idea of religion is you doing something so you can boast. <laughs> Look how dedicated I am. How spiritual I am. And then when you get there, it was nothing that you did. It was everything was done by him. How many services you went through your life? <laughs> you know, how many churches you built, how many souls you saved. It's all by grace. That no one may boast. So going back to our simple example here, I want to read John 15, 4 and 5. Simple. Abiding me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And even the fruit that you bear, it was done by him. Ephesians 4. And I, I think it's probably the, 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 those verses that I use the most over and over and over again because I think that if we get this, we have a chance of doing something right. If we get these two verses, let me find them here. And he gave some as apostles, and you guys know this by heart, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all, and Paul is including himself here, even until we all attain something. Even Paul did not have it. But he was there to equip them, to prepare them. He was actually writing this letter to a church that they were already facing problems of the lack of equipping of the saints. What is the lack, the problem of the lack of equipping of the saints? Is you're vulnerable. You believe anything. You're naive. You're gullible. Like a child. And you're tossed here and there by every wrong teaching, every wrong doctrine. And Paul was saying to the Ephesians, saying, there is already problems in, among you guys. Some are trying to get you to do something, and when you are not supposed to do anything. Some are forcing you to be circumcised. When you're a Gentile, you don't need circumcision. And then the equipping of the saints. So I, I encourage you, read this week, Ephesians 2 and Ephesians 4, 1 to 16. Look at this in Peter, 2 Peter 2, 1 and 3 says, But false prophets 
also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies. So the apostles, they were already writing to the church and say, hey, beware that all these teachings are going to come. So that's why Paul was saying to the Ephesians, they were given for the equipping of the saints. What is the meaning of equipping? The meaning, three meanings of equipping. The, the same word in Greek is used when the disciples were mending nets. What is the point of going fishing if the net is all broken up? And you're not going to catch anything. You're not going to be effective. So the equipping of the saints is so that we become effective. <laughs> that we are put back together, mending, like a mending a torn net. So it can be used for the right purpose. Another meaning, to reset, as in resetting a bone so it can heal. Do you need healing? Yeah. Do we need to be reset? We need to be equipped. Another meaning, to make ready, as in removing the barnacles of a boat, so you can get to your destination. Removing the dead weights. So, Lord, equip us, mend us, reset us, heal us, so that we are not tossed anymore like children. I'm going to read Ephesians 2, okay? I bless this for us. You are, the, the title of this chapter is Made Alive in Christ. Imagine this and believe this, okay? Imagine that out of this whole universe, God knows the number of hairs in my head. He knows me by name. He knows you by name. And he has done everything already for you. So let's stop complicating. You know, let, let's say, just surrender. Say, Lord, I'm going to receive your love. I'm going to receive, I'm going to accept your acceptance. <laughs> just as you are. Just as you are. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. So here is a, a, a church in Ephesus. And Paul had been there before. And then he probably heard some reports. Oh no, this is happening already there. So I better write to them. Okay, so it, it was the early church. It was a mix of the Jews and the Gentiles coming in, right? And that, that's been always a conflict. And he, that's why he was writing here. I'm writing to you to equip you so you don't believe all this nonsense. You know, but what was, how was Paul equipping the church in Ephesus? He made this very clear to them. Look at this. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked. You had nothing to do with God. 
God came, made a covenant with Abraham, and then with Israel, gave them the Torah, gave them the, the tabernacle, gave them the, the sacrifices as a preparation for the coming of Jesus. It was not, he said, I did not come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill the law. Then, and then open the door for the Gentiles, for you and me, to come and have a relationship with God. The first thing that happens when you are saved, somebody will tell you, now you have to do this. Now you have to do this. And now you have to do this. And Paul is writing to them, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that's now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of the wrath, even as the rest. We were pagans. We were idolaters. We were corrupt without God, right? But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I read this book this week, and I'm not going to even tell, tell the name of the book. It's a, a joke here. So the guy is saying, the author from Ireland, Torrance, somebody asked him, when did you become born again? And then he said, the minute that the Holy Spirit talked to Mary, and she was, the minute of conception, that's when I was born again. Different way of thinking, right? Because if, if it was already done from before the foundation of the world, everything that we did in our lives has a purpose and has a destiny, and God had a plan from the beginning. So stop beating yourself down and start accepting. Yes. I bless that for us. Okay, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is not a future thing. This is done. This is done. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's why David says, if, if you would desire bowls and sacrifice, I would give them to you. But that's not what God is looking for. He's looking for a broken and contrite heart. Somebody that would just see how big he is and how small I am and that he has done everything. But what is my ministry? What are you supposed to do? Believe. 
believe, accept. You know, it's like, like floating. Some people cannot float because they cannot relax. And then what I think that we need to learn is like, I'm going to learn to trust. I'm going to learn to relax and let that river that we were talking, we were singing, let that, this river take you. Let it engulf you. Let his love minister to you. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God pre prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So here he continues, Therefore remember that you, formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded. We were excluded of the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promises, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. And you can keep reading this. I just want to say, Lord, we, we allow your blood, yeah. not we allow, who are we to allow anything? We agree that your blood is enough. What you have done is enough. There's nothing, nothing we can do. There's nothing to be done. There's only something to be accepted and received. Without me, you can do nothing. John 15. So we say, Lord, fill us. You know, give us your peace. And we know that the meaning of peace is make us whole again. Equip us. Mend us. Set the bones back in place. <laughs> set our mind back in place. Set our hearts back correctly in a brokenness to receive you you know like this other author that I, I love his book he said and I, I, I said this already he loves you just the way you are not what how you're gonna be <laughs> as you should be as you think you should be <laughs> yes and, and all of our best efforts, if we're really honest, is deep, deep inside, is you want to have something to boast. I did it. I did it. And when we get there, he said, I did everything. And even the works that before I prepared beforehand for you, I prepared them. 
Oh, my, I, I made that prayer and the Lord answered, yeah, but who gave you that prayer in the first place? And, but I went and worshiped. I went to church and I worshiped. Who gave you even the desire to worship? Who opened the door for you to become son and daughter of God? It was all done by him. I hope this blesses you this week. I'm really blessed this for us because I, 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 am, I feel like I am in this process of being mended. And being like, wow, how I, I was so complicating this. Instead of just connecting to the source. Just, you know, like, it, it's like downloading something on your computer. You just need to find the, the network, the Wi-Fi, and then there's like, billions of gigabytes that you can receive. But you, you just, it's all there in the cloud, right? <laughs> but think about that. God has everything there. You just need to receive. And say, it's all by grace, by faith. Yeah. Nothing that we can do. Amen? Yes. Yeah. We bless this. Lord, equip us. I, I pray for you. Yeah. You know, let there be a, 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 a clarity. A clarity in our hearts. You know, Lord, we give up on our efforts. I heard this. How do you receive love? How can you love your neighbor? You can only love your neighbor if you receive love. Then how can you receive love? The answer is, get exposed to love. How do you get sunburned? Go out in the sun. Expose, reveal yourself to the love of God and say, I want more. And show me. That's why, to me, I think that the scriptures are so important. Because you're not going to, you're going to experience the love of God in all aspects of your life but I, I think it is in the word that it's the, the rock the foundation that you're going to believe in you know because one day you may have a good day and say, oh God loves me right and then you have a bad day next and then oh God doesn't love me today does it make sense but when you, you, because it's always, we think it is because of what we did and what we have done, and then we are deserving or undeserving. And then don't forget Ephesians chapter 2. It was not us, it was Him. In everything, that's why we come and we worship. Yeah. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for us, suffering. And paying the debt, paying everything that we would never be able to do, like the, the parable of the, the forgiveness. It would take eternity for us to be able to pay, and we would never be able to pay. But you took care of it. 
Now we just enjoy it and receive it. Connect to the source. Simple as that.